my main thing here is that we teach from a total love love perspective. What I mean by that is we have to love everything about what we're doing. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of martialartsmedia.com, George Faree. Hi, this is George Free, and welcome to Martial Arts Media Business Podcast, episode number 17. I have with me today, Con Lazos from Fusion MA, and we talk about a few interesting topics, that being going back to the whole teaching aspect again, as an ex-teacher, using those principles in teaching martial arts, but also something that's a bit counterintuitive to what most people recommend, and that is instead of just grooming instructors from the ground up, but actually employing people from external external clubs and external expertise to come and coach at Fusion MA. And that's the blend that is really working well for him. And he's got various experts on board other than himself. One famous and well-respected martial artist from Australia, Richard Norton, who if you're not familiar with, was the fight coordinator and stunt coordinator for Suicide Squad and a whole bunch of other uh, a whole bunch of other movies. So you can you can check that out on Google. You'll find a whole lot of information about him. And we discussed a bit working with Richard, but more so talk about Con's vision and how he likes to impact youth and students through training martial arts. Now, if you've listened to a few episodes, you know that I've always been asking. Please leave us a positive review on iTunes, and I've been sending you to a link, Martial Arts Media dot com forward slash iTunes. But I have to apologize because somebody brought it to my attention that it's only halfway to leave a review when you go to that link. And iTunes does not make this easy. They make it pretty confusing. So the link is correct, but it's not the first, it's not the last step to leave a review. So when you go to martialartsmedia.com forward slash iTunes, you've actually got to click on another link and you'll see there's a sort of a red fiery, I don't know what you call that, picture of me with a logo, martial arts media. And just below that, there's a blue button that says view in iTunes. Now you actually have to click that button, view in iTunes to open up iTunes, and then you're able to leave a review. So apologies for not giving the whole the whole spiel of how to get there, but that's basically it, martialartsmedia.com forward slash iTunes, click on the view in iTunes button and you can leave a review. And why do I ask for this? Because if you're getting value out of the show, that's all we could really ask for in return is leave us a good review. That makes the episode stand out within the iTunes directory. So it gets noticed more and it helps us get the word out about the Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. So if you are able to help us in that way, much appreciated. As always, transcriptions and links mentioned in the show can be found on our website, martialartsmedia.com forward slash 17. That's the number 17. And that'll take you to the page where this podcast episode is hosted. All right, let's jump into this interview. And please welcome to the show, Con Lazos. Good day, everyone. Today I have with me Con Lazos from Fusion MA. And a couple of things we want to talk about today, but something that's really been brought to my attention that's really stands out what Con is doing is employing talent 
from outside and not from not promoting people from within, but actually creating a martial arts school that serves a vast variety of styles because of the way he is running his staff. And of course, I want to thank Michelle Hicks for putting me in touch with Con, uh, who I interviewed a few episodes back. So welcome to the show, Con. Thanks a lot for the intro, George, and very excited to be on this call with you. Cool, awesome. So I guess starting right at the beginning, who is Con Lazos? All right, so I'm 43 years old and been running Fusion Martial Arts Fitness for a lot of years in the Yarraville location since 2001, in the Port Melbourne location since 2008, and been teaching martial arts since 1991 um, in uh, various different places. A next school teacher who saw a need for proper martial arts teaching to fill in the gap about what they don't do at schools. And my whole life has been basically health and wellness um, through the martial arts. Where, where did you actually get going with martial arts yourself before all the teaching and everything came about? All right. So when I was a young kid as a primary school kid, I actually used to live in Greece. And I got into martial arts through watching martial art films in outdoor cinemas in my hometown of Halkeda in Greece. Every summer, I think this was a plot by the martial arts club that was opposite the cinema, that just used to run those old school uh, martial art films that, uh, you know, that are so eclectic, you know, all those kung fu films with Bruce Lai and snake kung fu and this and that. And I used to go and watch them all the time and I used to bug my parents to go and take me to a martial arts center and my dad was an ex-army boy and he was like, there's no way you're training at any of these martial arts centers. They're just not to the standard to what you think it's going to be. So you're not doing martial arts. So I had to like befriend a couple of kids that were martial artists and the dads used to run the schools. I used to go around to the house a lot. And basically try and learn anything I could in my primary school years. So got a little bit of uh, Wing Chun at the start and so on. But I didn't officially start till we moved to Australia. And my first official martial arts instructor uh, was a really good man called Ragnar Purging through Goju He took me in for a few years and then I, I just kept on going on forwards from there. So you went from martial arts. Now you decided to go into teaching. How did how did yep. that transition to your martial arts instructing? All right. So when I finished year twelve, high school, just before that, I was like basically state level swimmer, and I was making my way up through uh, martial arts through taekwondo specifically. My parents were like, "You're not doing sport as a job because you know what? You should just keep it as a bit of fun." Uh, so I went and started uh, applied science for a couple of years, and then I realized, nah, actually, this is what I like to do. And I went and started uh, physical education and mathematics at university, at the University of Ballarat, so I can become a better martial arts instructor because I was already teaching martial arts since I was 18. So I went into this university at 21, and yeah, so I did my Bachelor of Education just so I could become a better instructor with uh, what I do. Obviously, then I went and became a school teacher for a few years. But the martial arts was a real calling, and uh, you know, just um, I eventually had to stop doing school teaching because you know the martial arts and I really took all my time and the training. Now, th- this this seems to be a common theme because I, I spoke to Sean Allen, and Sean Allen he was also an ex teacher, and he was being very vocal about uh, you know using the the whole teaching concept through martial arts. And then a few weeks back, I spoke to Jess Fraser, who her, her go to coach that she was speaking about. Paul Schreiner, which 
also focuses a lot on the coaching element and does a lot of studying with, with coaching. How do you feel this gives you that edge, you know, having that teacher background and applying that in your martial arts instructing? Yeah, I, I think it's a massive advantage for myself because you've seen the other side of the coin about what they're trying to do at schools and what they're trying to achieve and how they are basically trying to get the kids to move along at a particular kind of pace. I wasn't happy with the pace that I saw here and I just thought, you know, well, we can do a lot better with the kids even twice a week coming in to do a lot more like character development for the people through hard training. I know some people that do character development with the clubs basically they focus a lot more on that and they don't focus as much on the training. We really focus on the training, but we are trying to bring up the best kids that are going to be really well integrated in the community. And we're finding that a lot of the kids through the systems that we're doing here, that when they go to school, they might have come from nothing. They end up being school captains because they know how to be good leaders. Uh, you know, they're taking out all these trophies of school. I've got this young instructor here, Fred Pace, is winning all these major awards for, you know, just the type of kid that he is. So, yeah, so the school teaching element lets me marry what they're doing in schools now with what we're doing, and we're just filling the gap. Not everyone can do everything, and we certainly don't say that we do everything, but we're certainly filling that gap for pushing kids to go further in life and to be, you know, learn how to be successful. Okay, so do you structure this sort of in like a set curriculum, or are you, are you very more sort of in tune on the individual needs of each student? Okay, so we've got a curriculum that we have. It used to be so much more filled up to what it is now, but kids have changed and adults have changed and the time that they can commit to come to the classes has changed. So our curriculum is 100% reduced to what we used to teach in regards to the, you know, like all the wrist locks and all arm bars because my system that we have here, Fusion Martial Arts, even the Taekwondo system, has a lot of the self-defense in it. So we've narrowed it right down so it's just, it's certainly easier to learn, but certainly the, the conversations that we're having with the kids and about what we're expecting them to like get to, but they can get to black belt, that's really honed in basically every single class. So it's a looser class structure. It's not like we don't set out like 10 weeks, day one, and you know, 10th minute, this is what you do. Uh, but we do have the rough thing that we're doing. We're just making sure we're covering it over the 10 weeks. So you've got a few instructors that work with you. Mm-hmm. Just give you a bit of an overview of this of the setup because I know we're going to lead into uh, you know there's a lot of external players that also help with instructing. Uh, so yep. just give a bit of background on how how that's set up. Okay, so till about four or five years ago, uh, we used to bring up everyone from internally, and you know they trained with me because I used to teach all the classes. It was really good before because I could actually bring everyone up. And then eventually some of those people, you know, they wanted to become more instructors, so they used to take like an assistant role and so on and take more responsibility and more responsibility. And then obviously sometimes the people need to move on and uh, do something different with their lives uh, because they, they, they get families and so on. I've got one instructor now, uh, his name is Jake Bella, who's been fantastic with us and I brought him right through since he was seven years old. He's now 23. He runs my Port Melbourne location. He knows the way I like doing things. Uh, but now what we're doing is we're bringing people from outside, but we still keep on building our um, assistant instructors and everything from the inside. So if they want to now do their own career, they can actually go and have their own place outside of Fusion and be able to run their own centres. 
So that's still a few years to go, but we've got a really good teenage team at the moment that, you know, in about six, seven years' time, they'll easily be able to run their own places if that's what they want to do. I've got some really good people that have come in from externally. I guess the most famous one that everyone around the world would know is by a gentleman called Richard Norton, who is one of the first 12 non-Brazilians to get a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, basically uh, right in the pocket with Chuck Norris and done all those movies. So every time uh, Professor Richard Norton is in Melbourne, Fusion Martial Arts is his home base. and He comes and helps us to teach some classes out of here. Obviously, the guys really love it, but his main focus is to go around and run seminars all around Australia with all the different things that he does on top of even just the Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So he's a really good name. And then I've got another couple of instructors here from Iran. Uh, one is Arash, Mo- Arash Mojdeh and his brother Isa. They're fantastic. You know, they're bringing that hardness from Iran uh, that, you know, sometimes we, I think we've lost in Australia. I still like all that old school training and that's what we're trying to lead with from here. So it was really good to bring Arash in from the outside because he was an international competitor at the time and I needed someone to like look after our competition team. So he's main focus is to look after our competition team and we've got national team members back on board now because of this and is, is that also for taekwondo he's a taekwondo guy yeah so arash is only a taekwondo guy obviously with my guys they want to learn all around in time they learn brazilian jiu-jitsu they learn boxing learn everything but his forte is taekwondo yes and then we've got another instructor that teaches uh basically jikundo we call it modern day kung fu jikundo his name is Christopher Christoph. He's from Bulgaria, runs a big security firm here in Melbourne, and he just loves his Duke and Do. So we've just introduced him into the club. Anyone that wants to do Duke and Do, there's that. So we've got a really good variance of people in here. Now, having someone like Richard Norton, I know obviously he's a, he's a busy guy and he's got all these great yeah. movies going on. What, what was the, the latest one I saw? Um, Suicide Squad. There, that's it. Suicide Squad. He's like he's like involved with everyone, you know. He's like so popular overseas with helping people, you know, Scarlett Johansson and all that kind of stuff. You know, he's right up there. He's at the top of the tree. And what, so for him to come in and teach at the club here, uh, we're very thankful. I'm very thankful. Uh, I've made great friends with him because we've got the same kind of philosophy about what martial arts should be all about. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really good. Is, is that a big draw card? When when Richard Norton, or do you, do you find that you know most people that start martial arts they just they just not familiar with who people are. But does mm. that celebrity status help you at all to to draw students? I've personally got a, a big issue with uh, really promoting. The I've got like a bit of a backwards kind of thing. I like I've worked with a lot of top end people as well as does Richard. But if you actually come into fusion martial arts, it's very Spartan about what you see around, uh, unless you ask you won't know who's who. Um, obviously, with Richard, he's got the name out there and everything like that. He's very well respected. I think it's a very good thing for people outside of Fusion to know that he's here. The people inside Fusion, I think it goes like this. When you're used to having someone around, obviously, you totally appreciate it, but you really don't know what the gem is you have till you don't have him anymore. So he's just gone missing for a couple of years now because of all the movies. He's just returned to come back on the mats with us for a couple of months. And the guys are absolutely appreciating it because they missed out on him for a couple of years. So now when he's come back on the floor and just it, the talent just shows, you know, it's just a totally different kettle of fish. I guess I could exploit it and uh, say this is who we've trained and this is who we've got and all that kind of stuff. And 
I think you would get a lot of a lot of blow-ins, but for me, I'm not really interested in blow-ins. I just like to have our students and what we're doing with our students and really developing, you know, the people that we actually have. I like people to stay with us for a long time and keep on building them up. So if someone wants to come across because uh, Professor Richard, Professor Norton is here or any of the instructors are here, that's great, but we don't want you just to come in for like a month or two and then see you later. Uh, we want to work with you and make something of you. For sure. So, so going on, on those principles, let's first start internally and then all these external influences that, that, that have come in. So when you, when you sort of groom people internally to become instructors, how do you, how do you get all these philosophies across? Because, I mean, you've got experience with teaching and, and all yep. this. How do you communicate this, myth, this message that can't always be, you, you know, it can't be a step one, step two, step three? which can be, I guess, a lot harder for younger people to grasp how to communicate effectively and, and, and spot the needs in people and so forth. How do you go about handling that? These instructors that are coming up to be internal instructors, they started with us since they were really young. So when they've come up and become teenagers, they've already got the feeling of what the club is like and how the instructors are already talking to their students and so on. Our, my main my main thing here is that we teach from a total love, love perspective. What I mean by that is we have to love everything about what we're doing. We have to love everything about the people that we have and we want to work towards bettering the other person. So if you're in that environment all the time where you're coming from a place of love, even when you have to discipline someone, if you're doing it from a place of love and care, that goes into that person over time and then when they are coming in front of everyone else and they start teaching, we can start reminding them, remember when we did this with you, this is what it is. Remember when we did that with that kid, that's what it is. If we see that they're not doing it the way that we like, we take them aside and we do the job ourselves to like, you know, show how we do the discussion and how we go forwards with that. Um, and obviously they learn through us doing it through example. I'm very much in the club as much as I possibly can. I've got five young kids myself. I'm still here at least four days a week just to make sure that everything is running really well. Obviously, before I had kids, I was like basically living in fusion, so those people were really well groomed. So, yeah, so just if we always showing that we've got a, a, a sense of like love and care, that gets passed down very naturally to everybody. And obviously, if someone is stepping out of line, it's myself that will step in and I will deal with that myself. And I will explain to them how we go about doing that. Because sometimes, you know, what martial arts is like, sometimes people get a bit of an ego and they want to be the hero and they want to teach a little bit harder or they want, they want to, like, show someone discipline, whatever it is. I've got to always remind them it's not about us, it's about our clients and about how we deal with our clients. How do you deal with the bringing people externally? And I've, I've seen this conversation run around in, in a few Facebook groups that, People are very anti bringing people in from the outside. It's always groom people in, you know, from from the bottom up. Get them, you know, groom people to become instructors. So it, it seems like it's a big thing that business owners fear is to bring people in externally. Now you've got all these strong values and you know the love and care and and, and value service with your students while instructors as such. How do you convey that message to anybody like Richard Norton or anybody that comes in externally to? be an instructor at Fusion MA? Okay, so I guess the first thing is I've never put an ad out for an instructor. It's always been through introduction or it's always been through someone. Let's just say I'll give an example, which is uh, Arash. 
Arash uh, had come from overseas. He was living in Footscray up the road. He'd gone around to a lot of Taekwondo clubs. And he just happened to drive past Fusion uh, in Yarraville and walked in. And I don't know what it is, but I get a sixth sense about someone when someone walks in. I can tell whether they're going to be a good person or not. Just, you know, I introduced myself to them. I'll have a bit of a chat. Then he opened up and said that he was a Taekwondo person. I said, how do you feel about coming in? It's having a bit of a kick around. You know, like I've got friends in Iran and obviously we hit it off from there because uh, I've got a lot of friends from overseas from international competition myself and been having my ear on the ground and so on. So you, you, you sense something about someone and then obviously he's coming in, training. He loved that. He goes, I really love your club because – you guys are really training well. You're training hard. You know, you guys love that kind of thing. You know, if there's any chance that I could work here with you guys, I would love to have a chance. So then obviously, you know, we've tested out little bit by little bit. Um, I teamed him up with Jake Vella, who's, my, as I said, my student that's been with me for like a long time. He went out to our Port Melbourne location, which was South Melbourne at the time. He worked alongside of my right-hand man, which is Jake, for a full year until uh, there was a position available in Yarraville for him to be able to do it. And then I just gave him what he's really good at, which is the competition team, and we started backwards from that. Okay, you're going to start the competition team. We're going to build it up from nothing to something, and then I'll integrate you in my normal classes. All right, and now he's, like, you know, he's basically running the show here in Yarraville for the Taekwondo. Um, and obviously, you know, there's always conversations to be had because not only someone from outside, it's actually someone from another country altogether, which they have different systems and so on. And we'll just keep on talking it through. You know, it's the easiest thing to do is to get upset um, that someone is not doing something right. The hardest thing to do is to be able to discuss it and realize that we're doing it for our students and not for ourselves. And then, you know, it just sort of pans out. No, it doesn't always pan out 100%. We've had people come in from externally and, you know, they've taken it to a different level to what they thought they were going to go for and it just didn't fit into our culture. And I've lost a whole bunch of students because of this before. So I just try and get onto it a little bit earlier. I think that's what the other instructors are scared to. They're scared to lose students. I'm not scared to lose students. I'm only scared to lose students that have been treated wrong. And uh, if I guess if I'm not on the floor watching what's going on, that's my fault, you know, and I've done that and I've, Basically, my club went down from whatever numbers I had to a third before because I stepped back because I had another child and I thought, you know what, I think I've got everything down packed. I think everything's going to run really well. I basically stepped off the club for six months. I came here two, three times a week. And in that time, I lost most of my students. So I had to restart from scratch. And actually, that's when Arash came into the club at the time there. So, yeah, so you, if you don't have your finger on the pulse, you're going to lose it for sure, 100%, because it, it's a personality-based business. The people that walk in, you know, they've got an expectation of what they want. We obviously try to match the way we are with the way that they are. And if it matches, they stick with us for a long, long time. You know, if they come in with one set of perspectives and then they see something different, either they don't join or we've done something wrong with one of our instructors. So there's a lot of conversations that need to be had all the time. That's the key. That's awesome. Keeping that close here on the ground and, and just really paying, paying attention. That really sticks out for me, just being on top of it before before things escalate in a direction that you can't control. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? A lot of people are interested in like opening up a lot of clubs and good luck to them and everything. And I've seen some really successful people like open open up multiple clubs. 
And uh, I think the only way it works is when that other instructor has got like a major share in that club because they feel like they're doing something good for themselves or their families and so on. However, if the culture is different between the clubs, um, the person that loses is the person that created the name. Obviously, this club is not called Conlazos, you know, .com.au. It's called Fusion Martial Arts because I like to bring in the best of everybody, but the culture has to be the same. Con, awesome. It's been really great chatting to you. Where do you where do you see this going? What's your sort of plan to where you want to take the, your journey with martial arts and your instructing in your school? All right. This is actually something that I've been working on really hard on myself over the last year. I think martial arts is a very, very difficult gig. Uh, and I'll be honest with everybody, I think it's about as hard as it gets. And I'll tell you the main reason for this. We've got basically four to maximum five hours a night to make a business work from a business perspective. So you've got a building that sits there all day, that other businesses, they can make it work 24 hours a day if they really want to. So martial arts is a very hard business. If you're doing it to get rich, I think you can do it. Uh, there's ways to do it. But if you want to leave a bit of a legacy behind, I'm finding it like this is, is better. So I'm not interested in opening up more fusion martial arts around. If one of my students wants to go and open up their own, it will be their club. And they can uh, they can have my love and support behind them, and so on. I just want these two to run really well. Um, so Jake, I totally trust out in um, Port Melbourne. So he's that's his people out there. If Jake left, those people would not stick around. I guess the only person that could step in would be myself because I obviously used to go in and out a fair bit. But really, that's that's his club. Yarraville, it's always going to be here. And it's going to be bringing up instructors and so on. If there's a career for a kid that wants to go to university and, you know, you want to, like, see yourself through while you're going and making something different of yourself, go for it. If someone wants to become an international competitor out of here, by all means, go for it. We've got all the facilities. We've got the gym equipment. We've got, we've got the talent. We've got the knowledge, you know. We've got the location. We've got everything like that. That's where I see Fusion going, just making better people out of Fusion, looking after this local community, there's a lot of great instructors, you know. I'm, I'm not interested in going and competing with another instructor to take over territory and all that kind of stuff. I just love everyone to like know who the best is in their area. We definitely want to look after all this area that's around Yarraville for what we do. And the same thing for Port Melbourne. If someone wants to go in competition with us, we just keep on doing what we do really well and our clients will be our clients for like life. And, you know, if they left, they weren't our client to start with. So I think that's the long game. You know, just keep on looking after your clients. Awesome. Con, it was really great chatting to you. Where, where can people find out more about you? They can go to fusionma.com.au. For myself personally, you know, most people find me through Facebook. Um, I'm always trying to call my Facebook group to try and keep it like, you know, under 5,000 people or whatever it is because obviously you need new people coming through. So that's Con Lazos uh, and you'll find Fusion Martial Arts attached to it. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's the best way to go about doing it bit of a google search and you'll find us straight away we can't hide very much these days yeah true <laughs> all right Con, thanks a lot for chatting to you i hope to chat to you soon thank you so much george thanks for your time cheers bye there you go thank you very much for listening thanks for spending your time with us here today and and i hope you got something of value out of that thanks of course to con lazos from fusion ma to sharing his journey and his perspectives and values that he brings to the martial arts industry and you know, for me, when when I do listen to any podcast or any training, I it's it's nice to listen to the story and get context context out of it. 
But at the end of the day, I'm also looking for that transformational info that I can apply to my business. And a simple goal that I set for myself when I listen to stuff is just one thing. Can I grab one item, one thing out of this conversation or training that is actionable that I can apply to my business? And I hope you can do the same for, for your business. I hope there's things coming out of these podcasts that you can relate to and, and just make that one little shift and tweak that is profitable and builds a better business and helps you influence more people through your martial arts training. Thanks again for listening. Show notes at martialartsmedia.com forward slash 16. If you can, please leave us that review that I've been asking for. I would much appreciate it. And martialartsmedia.com forward slash iTunes, but click on the, the blue icon button that says view in iTunes, takes you to iTunes and you'll be able to leave a review there. Would much appreciate it. Anyway, Back next week with another awesome interview. Looking forward to that. And I will chat to you then. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com. 